You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Amen. Hi, good afternoon or evening, everyone. Um, and thank you so, so, so much for um, joining us on this special online gathering um, on what is a fantastic weekend for us as Christians. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you for showing up. Um, normally to start, I would say, you know, say something to your neighbor, but I'm not quite sure who's around you. So maybe you text someone um, or send someone a message. But if no one has told you that they love you, um, I think it's also useful for me to just start by saying that, that look, God loves you, whoever you are and wherever you are joining from. And I do love you very much. I miss seeing everyone. Uh, um, but hey, we, will, we thank God for, for where we are. We thank God for where he's brought us and, and how things are going. All right. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well myself. Um, my wife is back home, which has been very good. The kids are doing very well and work is going on well. All right. But it's a huge honor to have everyone here. I mean, I've seen also some very interesting people on our call today. I'm so, so happy. Uh, Johnny Drill, thank you so much for... Uh, for leading that hymn. Thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. I mean, in case you guys don't know, I'm a huge Johnny Drill fan uh, and all that stuff. That's part of my other side of my life. And thank you so much, Call That Music, for also leading uh, worship. Thank you. I think all the way from the UK. So this is a fantastic way sometimes to get people. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. And both of you, I know you're single. If you guys need a hookup, uh, you know, great Christian women to marry, let me know. Send me your details and I will, I will sort you out. All right. Good, but um, I do have a, a quick charge to share, uh, and then we'll pray. All right, but I like to see so hey, hi, good to see you. In your Lua, good to see you. Nat, good to see you. There's a huge lot of people I like to chat with. So after the service, I'll be online. You can come and chat with me. All right, but Resurrection Weekend, all right? Um, this is at the core of our theology, of our faith as Christians, right? And so yesterday, Jesus crucified on the cross. You know, Felicia read those scriptures from Luke 23. Today he's buried. Uh, and just in case you're following this movie, uh, spoiler alert, tomorrow he's going to be raised from the dead. All right? Uh, but today is the Saturday. It's, um, it's an interesting one. In the trilogy of the cross, the grave, the resurrection, today is one that is a bit confusing where you are. If you're in the seat of the disciples, Jesus' followers, you don't exactly know what has happened. You don't have a point of reference. If you are Peter, you've denied him. You're trying to figure out your faith. If you're a believer who Jesus is, today, in the middle of all that, that whole weekend, is a day you are not sure where God is. And, and my, my, as I prepared for this, the, the, what was just clearly strong on my heart, and, I, and I, that's the, the encouragement I bring to us this weekend, and what I like us to pray about is the fact that uh, oh, no. for, for the for the for the for the for the disciples, uh, this whole weekend might just have said to them, "Look, this was just a scam. This was just a broken promise from Jesus, right?" Um, and that is the, the word God laid in my heart. And what I want us to pray about is that if you are on the Holy Saturday, in the middle of the cross and the resurrection, it can feel like God's promise has been buried. 
All right. And so our whole faith, guys, our whole faith is actually a response to a promise that a promise keeper makes. And just hold that in your head. A promise that a promise keeper makes. Okay. So when, when scripture talks about our faith, Hebrews 11, you would find a number of times, I think it's seven times I was counting, where the word promise is referred to, is used. Romans chapter 4, speaking about Abraham's faith, talks about the word promise four times. Galatians chapter 3 mentions the word promise nine times. God is a promise maker. God is a promise keeper. And, 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 and Jesus was essentially, and still is, the promise from God. But we come to Easter Saturday, and that promise is in a grave, all right? And so tonight, that is what we'll be praying about. I, I was so strong on my heart because the logical, you know, process is that you, if you're Joseph, for example, you get a dream, you should straight go to a throne, but no, you get a dream and then it seems like he goes to a grave, right? Jesus, who is the promise, John chapter one and verse 29, John the Baptist says, look, the, this is the lamb of God who, came, who comes to take away the sins of the world. Yet his mother, his family, his disciples have to deal with what looks like their promise is in a grave. And as we gather tonight, life point, as we gather tonight, church, humans, you know, in the midst of what is different places, right? I, I just don't know who it is that God has given a promise to, and that promise looks like it's in the grave. Because surely he is the seed, right, that God talks about in Genesis, that the seed of the woman will bruise, you know, and all that. But, but after the seed should be the fruit, after the fruit should be the harvest. But Jesus tries to paint a separate picture, a different picture in John chapter 12 and 24. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and it dies, it, 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 it abides alone. But his Bible says, if it dies, it produces much fruit. God will not always fulfill his promises to us and his purpose to us in the ways that we expect, in the ways that we propose, or in the ways that we prefer. God's promises do not always follow a human protocol or human process. And so tonight, as we gather around and we celebrate our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, my question is, are the promises that God has made us, right? In fact, if you have a piece of paper or something, would you scribble, if you don't mind, just write down, these are the promises that God has made to me, Adora. These are the promises he's made to Akko. This is the promises he's made to Samuel. What promises has God made to you and to me? Because those promises, Bible says, I gave a name and Jesus represented the promise of all promises. Yet the path of the promise is sometimes in a caravan going in an opposite direction from where you thought the promise said it will go. Sometimes the path of the promise is through the wilderness. Sometimes. Holy Saturday, the path of the promise is through a grave. Sometimes, like yesterday, it's through a cross. But the promise is still alive and well because there are no broken promises with God. And I don't know who needs to hear that. Oyinda, there are no broken promises with God. Timoni, there are no broken promises with God. Coyote, there are no broken promises with God. As we gather tonight, we're celebrating the death, 
the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. For someone, your life at the moment might just come across like a broken promise in some regard. You had a promising start, a great name, fantastic secondary school education. You were the best in primary school, but then something happened. Then a cross, then death, then the grave. I don't know what hope, what plan, what talent, what calling, what ministry, what joy seems to have been buried as we speak today. In fact, as I was preparing for this, it was very clear to me that there was someone on this call today, this gathering today, it seems like your desire to be a mother has been buried. You want to be a mother someday, and you think that has been buried in a grave. There's someone else, again, that was impressed strongly in my heart, that you are a mother. You're someone's mother already, and it seems as if you are carrying a body in of broken promises concerning your children. And life point, let us remember this. God, who makes promises to his children, is the one who keeps those promises. So for, for a number of us, some of us are locked down in our various cities, and it feels like a bit of a grave. There was someone who started this year, and our pastor said, under the function of the Holy Spirit, it's a new beginning. And you said, yes, you fasted 21 days. And here we are. We can't go out. And you feel, what, what, in, what in heaven's name is this? For someone, you are like, you are like Lazarus and his sisters. We are too close to Jesus to be in this place. But yet there's been a burial. There is a grave. And so Jesus says to Martha in John chapter 11 and verse 22 to 26. I read in the Passion Translation. It says, Martha, Jesus says, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus asked. So like when God keeps his promises, he is not a man that he should lie, not a son of man that he should repent from the things he has said. Numbers 23, 19. He says, has he not said it? He will do it. He says, has he not spoken it? He will bring it to pass. God is not a man. And so Jesus on Easter Saturday is in the grave. The disciples are crying, weeping, depressed. They can't really go out except to go and get food. They can't go anywhere far. But he is, God remains God. He is not slack. Second Peter 3, 9. God is not slack concerning his promises. What has God promised you, Samuel? that we will not worry about what has been buried, that we will keep our focus on the one who is the resurrection and the life, that we, will not, that we are called as Christians to distinguish between the promise and the path. We are called as Christians not to associate the promise with the person who has been promised to. For some of us here, you are guilty of making false promises and you should repent. This is a fantastic thing. For some of you, you told your nephew you would buy them ice cream two years ago and nothing ever happened. And I know there are people on this call who are judging me because P.I. said we'll have lunch. And so I'm repenting. For some of you, you promised five different girls that you would marry them. Repent. For some of you, you told that guy, I will call you back. Rapture is almost at hand. Nothing has happened yet. But God is not a man that he should lie. So how does God bring dead promises back to life? It's very simple. Very, very simple. And Paul speaks about this in Ephesians chapter 1. And that is the prayer I want us to pray tonight as we celebrate the greatest sacrifice that could ever be made on the earth. 
as we celebrate the love of all lords, how does God bring that sacrifice, that promise out of the grave? Ephesians chapter 1, when Paul begins to pray for the church, he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That he says that you would come to a place. Let me read in the Passion, in the Passion, Passion Translation uh, from Ephesians 1 and 19. There is someone I missed you. And he's saying, don't just celebrate this resurrection weekend, put something up nice on Instagram and move on. He's saying, would you stand in the power of the Holy Spirit and let the same Spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead, let him raise the same promises which God has given you, Joseph, the promise which God has given you, David, the promise which God has given you when nobody else was there. What did God promise you, child of God? And Paul says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power available to you through faith, that your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it walks through you, that this is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realms. Romans 8, 11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within you, he who raised up Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I don't know about you, but I am still carrying promises from God. My life is a promise. Jesus is a promise. The church is a promise. The Holy Spirit is a promise. Rapture and the coming age is a promise. God's promises do not die. What has he promised you, church? What has he promised us? Galatians 3, he says, he says cost, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, having become a cost for us, where it is written, cost is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. God is calling us this morning, or this evening, this season, this whole weekend, to, to relax in the power of the Holy Spirit, to let, to offer up words, to say things about our lives, by the working of the word of faith. Someone will say unto the promise that God made me. I love how it says it in one of the scriptures where it says, those who cling to God by their faith. I would say, corona or no corona, lockdown or not lockdown, Beyond the things that we can see, the power of the Holy Spirit is working on every promise that God has made me. What promise has God made you? Who did he promise that you will become the mother of many nations? Who has he promised that he would give you a voice? Who has he promised a home? Who has he promised health? Who has he promised that you would build schools? Who has he promised in this place, apart from Fulabi, that you will win a Grammy? What did God promise you, child of God? And I know sometimes you walk through, it looks like a grave. I love 1 Corinthians 15, 55. It says, oh, death, where is your string, sing, sing, oh, heads, where is your victory? I'd like us to pray this evening. I'd like us to pray in the Holy Spirit. This is a holy day. This is not a day just to act like you are Christian. This is a day to be a child of God indeed. I like us to just pray in the Holy Ghost. Wherever you are, just pray in the Holy Ghost and say, Lord, you make me a promise. Your promises do not die. 
I like some of the pastors to please pray along with me. I like us to pray. I like us to pray. Man, the his canada bush kelibregedesh. Romans chapter four and seventeen calls him the one who gives life to the dead, who calls those to come together as though they do. Wherever you are, wherever you are, I ask you to just please lift your hands and worship to God wherever you are, all across the city of Lagos, all across the world. Everyone join in. I'd like you to just go ahead and and for one minute, I'd like you to in quiet worship, just say, Father, your promises concerning me, they come to pass fully and completely in the name of our Lord Jesus. I'd like you to just in quiet worship. I'd like you to just contemplate upon the promises of God. It doesn't matter whether it seems like you are locked down. It doesn't matter whether you cannot see the next step. It doesn't matter whether it is dark wherever you are. I'd like you to just hear beyond the darkness. Listen beyond the darkness and hear the voice of the one who made you the promise. Our promise keeper is here. He's not constrained by space, by time. So I'd like you to just, wherever you are, I don't know what dream it is. For someone, you are reaching out to something that was said to you when you were in secondary school. I don't know what God has promised you. I don't know what it is. But I'd like you to just declare, Lord, I thank you. I believe in you. The Bible says Abraham did not have evidence in the physical, but that he decided in his heart. He judged the one who had promised him to be faithful. And tonight, that is all I'm asking. Would you understand that this is not a show? This is not history. The one who raised Jesus from the dead, he loves us. He raised him up on our behalf. For someone, it's something in your parents' marriage. It it seems dead and buried. But hey, he's the resurrection and the life. For someone, it's something in your education. But he's the resurrection and the life. For someone, it's something in your ministry. You did something. You think that's the end of the world. But he is the resurrection and the life. That is who Jesus is. Can we just thank him tonight? For someone, you are not born again. You are not saved yet. And someone dragged you on this call. This is an opportunity to to let the world go and say, Lord, I believe in you. It's a wonderful day. And say that prayer. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Let the blood which was shed on my behalf, let it wash away my sin. I repent. I turn away from sin. And Lord, I declare that I am now born again for every single person else that is on this call. Just one, I don't know what it is, but there is a promise attached to your life, guys. And I'd like us in just you know, 30 seconds as we wrap this up, just pray wherever you are and say, Father, that promise I thank you for. I don't know what it is. God is talking to different people about different things. Different people about different things. And Lord, we thank you. You are our promise keeper. You are the one who gives us hope every morning. You are the one who calls the sun from where it rests and say, would you shine over my children? Would you remind them that I am God and I do not change? Lord, tonight we thank you. We thank you for 
for our dreams, our promises are not, the grave cannot hold us down. The grave is too small because you are too, too big. Lord, we thank you for love. We thank you for love. We thank you for, we thank you for, we thank you for callings. We thank you for anointings, for assignments, for ministries. We thank you for hope and you. Someone says, ah, but it is going to be heard what's on the news. I've also heard what God said concerning you. He says you will live and not die. God is bigger than any grave. He is bigger than your biggest mistake. He is bigger than the biggest enemy. Our Father, we thank you. Our Father, we give you praise. We worship you. We bless your name. Lord, we, we take today as holy. I don't know, Lord, who, who's on this call, who you are, who you've kept at home to hear you, but we take today as holy. We declare that graves are opening everywhere. We declare that that things that books are opening, books are opening. We declare that heart creativity is unleashed. We declare that Holy Spirit is upon someone's life anew. We declare that joy is, un, is, is unleashed. It's opened like a tap. Wisdom, uh, the curse is broken. Darkness lifts over our country, Nigeria. Let's spend one minute and let's just pray over our country, Nigeria. We're praying the mercy of God. We're declared because of the sacrifice of God, the lamb that was slain this weekend for us thousands of years ago. We're declaring that no longer shall wickedness, no longer shall this epidemic spread over our country. We're declaring healing. We're declaring wisdom and strength for those at the front lines, for our leaders, for medical personnel, and even beyond Nigeria. We're declaring healing. We know we are hearing bad news, but we know that the God who we serve is Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. He's our provider. And Lord, we turn to you. The word says they turned unto him and their faces were enlightened. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we worship you. We, we declare that there is no one else like you in all of the earth. We give you all praise and all glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Guys, look, thank you so much. I mean, I wish I could preach for a bit longer and pray for a bit longer. Um, I'm actually very excited about this. Um, let me say this. Wherever you are tonight with your family, with friends, would you share the communion? There is something so special, so unique about the love of God and your life. But it should be something you remember every day. It should make you happy. The, I, okay, I'm going to keep quiet because I think I'm talking a bit. But um, I love you guys. Um, and we will do this. I'm not sure what's going to happen next Saturday. Uh, whether we're, I don't think we're, I don't know. If, let me not say. I don't know whether we'll be out yet. But I've said to Pastor Godman, um, and he will be here. He's Pastor Godman on the call. I don't think he's on this call. Uh, but he will be here next Saturday to share with us and to pray. I love you deeply. I pray for you every day. Uh, you have my numbers. You have the numbers of all the leaders. So please uh, reach out to us if you need to talk to someone. Thank you for all those who are giving. Uh, I think there's a quick announcement that needs to be made. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG. 